Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Glenn Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbaugh, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, all humble warriors. Well, we're back for another episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast, and today we're going to get into the topic of meditation. Meditation. We all could use it. And you meditate. Yes, and so do you. And I meditate as part of my martial arts practice. And today we have a guest by the name of Bob Roth who is a teacher of Transcendental Meditation. And we're going to interview him and learn more about uh, that technique and his history. Yeah, very excited. So Bob Roth is one of the most experienced and sought-after meditation teachers in America. For 40 years, Bob has taught Transcendental Meditation and authored a book by the same name. He's currently serving as executive director of the David Lynch Foundation, which brings meditation to underserved schools, veterans, and their families and survivors of domestic violence. He also directs the Center for Leadership Performance, which brings meditation to Fortune 100 companies. And he's also the host of Sirius XM radio show, Success Without Stress. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Bob. It's wonderful to be here. I love the name, the Humble Warrior Podcast. Happy to be here. Great. Thank you for coming on the show. We know you're uh, quite busy and to take out the time of your day. We really appreciate it here. Nothing more important than talking with you guys about the value of meditation in these stressed out days. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we were preparing for the show, um, you know, Chris practices meditation through his yoga practice. I practice through my martial arts practice. So there's lots of different kinds of meditation, um, and people practice different types. And the purpose of our show is to really teach people new methodologies to deal with stress. And one of the things we wanted to learn about from you, Bob, is how did you find um, your meditation practice? And how, how did you get there? How did you get started? Well, that goes way back to... Uh June 28, 1969. I've been meditating for 47 years. Yes, I started when I was 18 years old as a university student, and I was going to school full-time, and I was working full-time, and back in 1969, there was a lot of upheaval on college campuses. Hmm. I wasn't a druggie or a hippie or this or that. I was there actually going to school to go to law school. I wanted to become a United States senator like Bobby Kennedy. I worked for Senator Kennedy when he was running for president. Great. Actually, the presidential nominee of the uh, Democratic Party at the time. I'm now an independent. But, uh, <laughs> and so I, I, someone told me when I was working so hard, I was under so much stress, so much pressure, and the world was crazy. Um, 
that I should learn something called transcendental meditation. And it really, really wasn't part of my vocabulary at the time. That was so long ago. And I thought perhaps it might be religious sounding or something. And my friend said, no, no, not religious, not a philosophy, no change in lifestyle. It's just a way to allow your active, agitated, excited thinking mind to access a field of calm and peace and silence that exists naturally within every one of us and at the same time give the body a state of rest deeper than sleep. And when you do that, your brain wakes up and you get rid of stress. So I thought, well, how much of this do I have to believe in it for it to work? Because I'm a pretty darn skeptical person. Mm-hmm. And he said, I could be 100% skeptical. I have nothing to do with belief. So I, I learned it. And uh, on his tr- I trusted him. He was a down-to-earth guy. And I liked it. First meditation was so relaxing and so restful and so rejuvenating. I thought, I'd like to teach this. I, I wanted to bring, bring this to inner-city school kids and veterans because my father was an injured World War II vet. So I became a teacher, and that was a long time ago. And I've been meditating for 47 years and teaching it for almost 45 years. So I've seen a lot come and go over all those years. Wow. Now, has that practice changed at all over the 47 years, or it's still exactly the same? Well, I, I use an example of if, if there's time just to sort of, because um, you mentioned that there's lots of different meditations, and there are, and um, science now has a clearer understanding about the different types of meditation. Um, I used to, I like to use an example of you're sitting on, uh, and then I'll answer your question if the practice has changed. You're sitting on a little boat in the middle of, say, the Atlantic Ocean or Lake Michigan, if you prefer, <laughs> say, the Atlantic Ocean, and all of a sudden you get these huge waves, these like 30, 40 foot high swells, really big waves. And you could rightfully think, oh my God, the whole ocean, or Lake Michigan, is in upheaval. It's just, it's in upheaval. But on the surface, it may look that way, but if you were somehow to be able to do a cross-section of the ocean out there, you'd realize that you've got these 30-foot waves, but the ocean in reality is a mile deep. And while the surface of the ocean could be quite turbulent, the depth of the ocean is by its very nature quite silent. silent. And that's the ocean, turbulent on the surface, silent at its depth. And that's an analogy for the mind. The surface of our mind is the thinking mind. It's the, they call it the monkey mind, or the gotta, 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 gotta mind. All the gottas. And with transcendental meditation, we hypothesize, because you don't have to believe in it, but we hypothesize that deep within every human mind, deep within every one of us, is a level of our mind that right now is already silent, quiet, peaceful, wide awake, source of our unlimited creativity and intelligence. And Transcendental Meditation is a very simple technique that gives effortless access to quieter levels of the mind, and then at t- in time, over time, at that deepest level of the mind. So to answer your question, has my practice changed? The meditation is the same. What's changed is the depth deepening of the practice, you know, more quiet at those deeper levels. Mm-hmm. But I think most valuable, most important is the benefits that I have in my daily life. Because whether you go, if you take a dive into a lake, a shallow dive or a deep dive, in both cases you're getting wet. No difference. But the refreshment of that, that that's what carries over. So the clarity, the equanimity, the energy, the power that I felt immediately after meditation 
you know, 40 plus years ago, now stays with me all the time. Because the ocean is not just the waves and then the silence. The ocean is everything at the same time. And that's what Transcendental Meditation reveals. Inner silence in the midst of outer dynamic activity. That was kind of a long answer. I apologize for that. No, no, no. no. That's great. That's great. You know, Bob, as I've been continuing on my journey, this is Chris, and um, I'm a practicing yogi, and and I've learned different types of meditation styles, but I went ahead and took the um, the three to four day workshop uh, here in uh, in Clawson with James Kahaney for transcendental meditation. It really it really opened me up, uh, especially what we're trying to do on this show is kind of just bring awareness to mainstream uh, on the tools we can use in our busy lives. And I just love the philosophy. Well, I shouldn't say the philosophy, just the technique in itself of just. 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. And just to make that a priority, it's just, it was like the first time that, that, that it just kind of clicked like, wow, this is, this is just, you know, cause sometimes we need, you know, sometimes we just need do that, you know, this is the way to do it. And, you know, it's just been very, very, very powerful. And I think what made it more powerful is understanding what, you know, and, and the acronym is TM has done through the country and, and and what it's doing in schools and countries. And, you know, could you, can you just shed some light on actually the power of this practice and what it's doing throughout our country or even the world to give us some examples? Sure. Yeah. If I could just for a moment, could I just, just talk a little bit about the three basic types of meditation because that's sure. open and then I'd love to, because there's a lot of, there's a lot the word meditation as we would all agree. It's, it's becoming more and more mainstream and, People don't really even know what it means. Okay. You know, and there's some legitimate forms of meditation, and there's bogus forms of meditation, just like yoga. Right, Or anything. Right. There's legitimate approaches, and then there's just bogus, and people are just, like, jumping on the bandwagon. Okay, the great. And according for the law, and then I want to answer that question, because I'm deeply, I deeply care about the effect that it's having, meditation is having, because that's what I've dedicated my life to. But just to clarify, it used to be thought, like a long time, maybe 20 years ago, that all meditations were basically the same. That it didn't really matter what you did. Meditation was meditation, and whether you, or you, did, you ran, you painted, you meditated transcendentally, you did a guided meditation, you watched your breath, it really didn't matter as long as you did something. And then the brain research came along, and they all of a sudden were able to identify three basic types of meditation, legitimate forms of meditation. And that was because they were able to use brain research because every experience changes the human brain in a different way. If you're listening to heavy metal music, it has a different effect on your brain than if you're listening to the Bach Brandenburg concertos or studying math or watching Game of Thrones or listening to this podcast. Different experiences has different effects on the brain. And what they found is in these three different types, there's, the, and I'll just say this quickly and then I'll go into your question, but in that analogy of the ocean that I just used, the first type of meditation they call um, focused attention. And that's your classic Zen meditation. That's your classic type of meditation where you train to concentrate, focus your mind, clear your mind of thoughts. Um, it, it's, uh, it's like trying to stop waves on the surface of the ocean to clear your mind of thoughts. Very difficult practice but effective cognitive training to sort of teach you discipline. So that's one type of meditation, focused attention. 
And that brainwave pattern that it creates is something called gamma brainwaves, which is very fast, 20 to 50 cycles per second, or very fast. Um, and that shows you're concentrating. The second type of meditation is called open monitoring. Open monitoring, you've heard of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And mindfulness these days, mindfulness meditation, that's like observing the, you're not trying to stop the waves, but you're just observing the waves rise and fall on the surface. It's like observing your thoughts. It's a way to, to dispassionately observe your thoughts, be present for your thoughts, feelings, moods, um, your environment, your body functions. It's an observational tool. And that natural flow, just, just observing, that creates something called theta brain waves, which are much slower, five to seven cycles per second. And that's a wonderful among many things, coping tools. So if in the middle of the day, if things get really tense, you can take two minutes and you can just watch your breath or something and you can get some calm from that. And the third is called self-transcending. And self-transcending includes transcendental meditation. And in the analogy of the ocean, uh, we're not trying to stop the waves on the surface and we're not just watching the waves like mindfulness. What we're doing actually is we're diving within, we're accessing that this quieter, deeper levels of the mind, quieter levels of the mind, more creative, potentially creative levels of the mind, and towards reaching what they call a source of thought, that settled, un, unbounded level of my own inner self. And when that happens, body gains a state of rest deeper than sleep, stress and tension are automatically dissolved, and the brain creates something called alpha-1, and that is a state of deep, deep, deep inner wakefulness. All three of them have their value. If someone says, well, I don't have to do TM because I do mindfulness, or I don't have to do um, t- mindfulness because I do guided meditation, it's, it's, they're, different, they're different tools. They have different outcomes. I encourage people to be proficient in, in any legitimate form of meditation, just like we do different exercises when we do a workout. So is that okay? I know it's a little bit. No, no, that's a great explanation, especially for for any listeners out there that are trying to, like you said, we just hear the word meditation, but that was, I think, a fantastic description of of what meditation is and, you know, and to break it down so someone could, you know, comprehend it. So it's it's very, very valid. Now, I head up what's called the David Lynch Foundation, and um, that's a 501c3 that works in partnership with the Transcendental Meditation Organization. And what we do is we have identified the epidemic of trauma and toxic stress among at-risk, underserved populations like veterans who suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder or inner-city school kids who live, who grew up in a crime or violence-ridden neighborhood or women and children who have been victims of DV, domestic violence, or women who have been victims of sexual abuse. Very traumatic experiences for all all this, these populations, and there's no pill. They don't. There's no pill you can take to prevent trauma, and there's no pill you can take to cure it. There's no pill for a veteran who's suffering from post traumatic stress. Nothing's working. Nothing conventional is working. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out, based on 40 years of scientific research and a huge amount of uh, uh, over in those 40 years, over 350 studies that the simple, effortless practice of transcendental meditation for 20 minutes twice a day 
um, provides the body with such a deep state of rest that the hidden wounds of trauma, the psychological, the, the stresses in the nervous system, the brain, those the brain heals itself by itself. The stresses that we absorb in our nervous system are dissolved. And so a, a, a veteran who's maybe hasn't slept because of post-traumatic stress for months, maybe only an hour or two a night, now after learning TM within the first few days, now they're sleeping eight, six, eight, ten hours a night, just naturally. So there's a very 50% reduction in the symptoms of post-traumatic stress within a few weeks of meditating. So I, the David Lynch Foundation is dedicated to bringing transcendental meditation uh, as an adjunct tool to anyone and everyone in the world who suffers from trauma and stress. Wow, that's awesome. That's and really... we've provided scholarships so far for about a half a million kids and veterans and women and girls, women and children, to learn to meditate. That's great. So how does... So I guess in terms of the meditation, and, and I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into um, your the foundation, um, how does... The meditation, does it go in conjunction with any other, you know, especially like veterans, any other counseling or any other things that they're, they're going Always. through? It's a, that's why I said it's, an, it's a great question. It's done in support, in concert, in conjunction, as an adjunct, with any other standard of care. So <clears throat> if we're working with veterans, then they could be on medication or they could be having uh, prolonged exposure. There could be many different approaches if it's a child who suffers from um, high levels of anxiety and learning disorders like ADHD or ADD or even autism and anxiety and stress is getting in their way and they're having, you know, too much, too many medications, they're having hazardous side effects, negative side effects, well, learn Transcendental Meditation. Do it for 10 minutes twice a day. And then what they find is their learning improves, they get calmer, and then they're more receptive and more... Uh, they benefit more from the other strategies. It's never a standalone. It's always in the context of a whole picture. And I think this is, you know, I remember when I was a kid or when you do a good workout, there's many different exercises you do. You exercise different muscles for a complete workout. Well, fine. So there's three different meditation types. Transcendental meditation provides access with that deep silence and peace within that gives you do it first thing in the morning for 20 minutes, and then you feel energized throughout the day. It wakes up the brain throughout the day. But things can get tough still. You know, it carries over the day, but things get tough. So in the middle of the day, you have you have another tool that you can use that sort of helps you gain equilibrium again. It's all, It's I think, five years from now, people are going to look back and say, well, why were we just so rigid, or why would we so... Uh, skeptical about these things. There's data that there's more data that shows these different approaches work and are healthy than so many of the medications that people are taking right. that have horrible side effects. Yeah, and I think the one thing that 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 attracted me to this practice was number one is the research is there, like you said, the, the scientific research and the studies. And also the simplicity, because, you know, one would, when they hear meditation, one may think, well, oh my gosh, you got to sit in hours, you know, and you can't, you have, you, you have to totally sit still and up straight. You can't, you know, you cannot move. And so that, you know, could scare people right there. For any listener out there, you know, Bob, that's 
thinking about it, but has never even, you know, had gone about this. What, what, what advice can you give to someone to like give meditation a shot? Cause I think we got all agree. Meditation is not bad for you. <laughs> I mean, so, no. you know, so if there's, you know, how, how, how can one just try to get started? Or what would you recommend? Well, it's a, it's a wonderful question. It's just a wonderful question because the need is more is more great is greater than not more great. The need is greater than ever before. The the epidemic of again of, of stress in, in everyone's life, just daily stresses. It's been called the Black Plague of the twenty first century. That wiped out a third of Europe. The Black Plague, Black Plague of the twenty first century. Just daily stress. We're not talking about the traumas of Fallujah or growing up in the East, you know, in, in parts of Detroit or East L.A. or whatever, just daily stress is killing us. It's right. killing us. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like incrementally and then and then quite dramatically, but it's undermining our, our immune system, our digestive system, our respiratory system, our um, cardiovascular system, our, everything. It's, it's just everything. We're not sleeping as well. And the only alternative really has been drugs, medications, or too much wine or too much caffeine. Right. And so now meditation comes along. We hear the word meditation. We think, well, I, you know, that could be good, but where do I start? What do I do? I, I can't sit. My mind is so busy. I could never close my eyes and sit quietly for 20 minutes. I'd jump out of my skin. Right. Or I don't want, you know, I'm happy with my own religion. I don't want to start a new religion. So what I'd say again, as I said earlier, there are not all meditations are the same. There are some meditations that are very difficult to master and and only for a few people. There are some meditations that have a lot of philosophy associated with it. I teach transcendental meditation because I'm just kind of a skeptical guy and I got a really busy mind and this is very easy to do and it's very enjoyable and I look forward to it. And it, it doesn't get in the way of other practices or other, you know, if you're, if you're a religious person and you pray, it only supports your prayer. Or if you're doing, um, a meditation for martial arts, it's only, in, it's only this, the roots of transcendental meditation are the warrior classes of 5,000 years ago. So it's only in concert. I can tell you, if you're interested in learning about transcendental meditation, you can go to tm.org. Transcendental meditation is taught I think this is very important. It's a nonprofit educational organization. It's a nonprofit, and all the funds. When you learn TM, there are a range of course fees, and there are scholarships if you can't afford it. And then if you can't afford it, some of your money goes to helping veterans learn at no charge, or women and children learn at no charge. So it's just to support the cause. Go to tm.org if you want to see the work that we're doing with uh, at-risk populations. Go to davidlynchfoundation.org davidlynchfoundation.org and really if you have a question you can just email me directly and I'll answer it and this is my personal email address you can just email me at bob at davidlynchfoundation.org bob at davidlynchfoundation.org and I will personally answer your message but if you just want to find out more just go to tm.org or davidlynchfoundation.org ask a lot of questions if you start a practice my feeling is it should be taught, you should learn it from a teacher, that's best. You know, learning it from a book or something like that, not, it's just, it's, you don't know, sure you're getting, it's like trying to learn how to swim from a book. Right. right. When you'll learn, you know, so learn from a certified teacher and take the time to do it. It should be enjoyable. There shouldn't be a lot of buy-in. There shouldn't be a lot of shtick. 
and then and then do it because the world ain't getting any less stressful and our only control is how we respond to that stress and with meditation we have a way to do it well i mean bob thank you for first of all being very generous with your email and to all the listeners out there i have done the uh the, the, the training in, under a teacher here in Clawson and it was a great experience and I did, it, I did it with a few other students all from different walks of life and everything Bob said is uh, correct and they're very just they will work with any of you in, in any type of situation that you're, art, uh, that you're in and it is a great practice so if you're looking for something you know I highly recommend going on the website and um, I had a great teacher in James Kahaney. I want to give a shout out to him. And I, James know. Kahaney is a good, a really good friend of mine and a great PM teacher. And there are great PM teachers all over the country, all over the world, actually. And, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that because th- that is a movement I recognize by just you know studying a little bit more of the TM. Uh, there are a lot of teachers out there. What, what, what if someone really was like, wow, this is great. What, I, what are the steps to becoming a, a TM teacher? Learn to meditate it your, meditate yourself, okay, and then you know do it for a few months, and then talk to the Jim Kahaney or the, your local PM teacher, and say because uh, it's 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 like a graduate level training program. It's it's very taken very seriously. This is not the problem of stress is not something superficial, and the ability to be able to train someone as simple as TM is still the ability to train all sorts of different types of people takes it. Uh, a good training program. So just talk to your TM teacher and they can tell you, how, he or she can tell you how to uh, take the next steps to become a teacher. Wow, that's great. I didn't even know something like this existed. This is, now you, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Right in our backyard. You know, so this has been, yeah. Bob, this has been great. I know that you're a busy individual and just to take time in. No, we're di- all busy. Yes, right. I'm not busy. We're all busy. <laughs> we're all doing the best we can. And you guys are busy and I'm so grateful for you having me on your show and giving me a chance to, to, to talk and for having such informed, uh, really good questions. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, if you want to stay tuned and know when the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast is available, make sure you subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod and like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Bob, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, we hope all our listeners take advantage of his generous offer of answering your questions directly. And if not, you can post us on Facebook and we'll ask the questions for you uh, if you're a little nervous or shy. And until next time. Oh, don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> you can email me. Yeah, email him direct. He <laughs> sounds like a great, yes. nice guy. And uh, he will give you the, the best information. Until next week. Live brave and get some meditation in today for yourself. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting chrisforte.com.